You are listening to the Female Factor Podcast. Welcome back to the Female Factor Podcast, where we highlight young women changemakers in STEAM and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Shreya, and I'm joined here today by Amanda Kassa. Amanda Kassa founded two impactful nonprofit organizations, Pop for a Cause and I Dream of Dance, before she turned 16. Pop for a Cause is a 501c3 organization that sells popcorn, donates 100% of profits to charity, and engages student volunteers in service-oriented events. I Dream of Dance is a global health and education nonprofit providing free dance programming to low-income youth and destigmatizing mental health. Kossoff was named a 2022 YouthCon Scholar for her I Dream of Dance project, Bridging the Digital Divide, one plie at a time. A 2022 Dillard Teen Awards, Ticken alum finalist, and more. Amanda recently co-authored a 150-page workbook entitled Make an Impact Through Business, a Teen's Guide to Entrepreneurship for Purchase on Amazon. Amanda enjoys discussing philosophy and ethics with her peers in competitive hip-hop dance. Hi, Amanda. It's such a pleasure to have you here today on the Female Factor podcast. Where are you joining us from? I'm joining from Maryland, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. So you founded two successful nonprofits before you were even able to drive. What do you think made that possible, and how were you able to take your ideas and make them a reality? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think even the fact that I was young also brought another cool aspect that I had different ideas that adults might not have had. And I was also in a unique situation of COVID. So everything was online. And I also had a lot more time on my hands. And I sort of wanted to fill my time. I love to be busy. So I think what really was able to make it happen was just talking to people. So really, like there wasn't a whole formula for how Pop for a Cause or I Dream of Dance was born. They sort of both started out of volunteer work that I was doing over the pandemic because I knew a lot of families were struggling financially. There, there was food insecurity across Maryland and throughout the entire world. Um, so through that, I could really see that there were lots of families that needed help. So then I would talk to different organizations, see they needed different financial support. And that's sort of how Pop for a Cause was born. I realized that, um, especially during COVID, lots of organizations were at risk of shutting down. So they could really use financial support. And I thought, you know, I love popcorn. Um, I, I love making it. Let's make some different flavors, try and sell it. And that's sort of how it was born. But back to talking to people, through COVID, it was all online work, all fundraising. But then my friend was like, Amanda, how about we do some sort of in-person event together? She was on this board of an organization called Friendship Circle, and they do programming with um, youth with disabilities. And she was like, we're holding a carnival. How about we do a Pop for a Cause workshop? And that was how it first started. It was a complete success. All the kids were there making their own cookies and cream popcorn. And I saw, wow, like this, this really brings people together and unites people for a common cause. 
So um, that is sort of how it was able and possible and able to be a reality. Yeah, that's, that's a really great story. Um, have you noticed that girls your age are afraid of taking risks like starting businesses or nonprofits like you have? And if so, why do you think this is the case and what can we do to change that? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I love how um, the female factor is female focused because uh, lots of evidence shows and also just in day-to-day -day life, um, women are definitely less self-assured than men. And that is a, a generalization. There are definitely outliers and that's not the same for everyone. But to succeed, you need to have confidence in yourself. And the fact that women in general are a little less self-assured and sometimes they have imposter syndrome. Sometimes even if they're the most competent, they don't really reach for their goals or they're afraid of taking risks, like you said. And I think with this less confidence comes with really caring about what others think of you and not really about what you can do, like what your full potential is, but sort of setting boundaries on yourself versus what others think especially in this age of social media where everyone's on Instagram and everyone's scrolling through and seeing everyone's highlight reels where everything just seems perfect. Um, it, it almost makes you feel like, I don't know if I should really put myself out there and start something like this, especially with girls, as we also love to compare ourselves to others. So I think that's probably the reason. And I think what we can do to help change that is to empower others. I really think this podcast is a great way for that to for listeners to be able to listen and see, oh wow, she's doing this, she's doing that. I'm I'm really inspired. Just empowering each other, sharing with each other and motivating each other to keep going. Um, I think even just sometimes I get even just like little short DMs just saying like I love what you're doing. I'm very inspired and like even those little short things just like mean the most to me so I think just if you like someone's idea let them know let them know what you're doing is so cool like if you want to get involved reach out want to partner anything just supporting us girls and um helping each other out yeah I mean like I feel like this, ha like, I can relate to that so much, like, even just with like a small podcast, I feel like sometimes it's so hard to like ask people to, you know, support it or, you know, get people on. It's just, but yeah, I mean, I think what you're doing is really great. Um, what you. stimulated your passion for entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I think I actually stumbled across entrepreneurship. I, it wasn't really I mean, I wasn't totally like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I think, like I said, I started with volunteering during the pandemic and I saw that there was a problem and that was that not many nonprofit organizations that were granting um, necessary support to many families. A lot of them were losing money. They were making budget cuts. They had to lay off workers. Um, cut programs. And that was, that was really detrimental to a lot of the families that are living in my area. So that was the problem that I identified. And I think the, the entrepreneurship aspect was identifying the problem and seeking a solution. So from there, I just wanted to find a solution. And that's sort of where Pop for a Cause came into it. 
Um, I haven't even talked about I Dream of Dance yet, but it was sort of the, the similar story. Um, a lot of my friends weren't able to dance anymore because it was getting very expensive and that was making me really upset. So I created I Dream of Dance um, to make dance more accessible, teach dance to more kids, connect with different youth programming organizations. So I think with entrepreneurship, it's just seeking that problem and finding a solution, which I was really excited about that, that like made me really passionate. I, yeah, I was definitely like, there were some nights where I was just like laying in bed. I could not fall asleep. I was just thinking about all the different things I want to do, all the different people I wanted to talk to, all the different events and ideas I had. Um, just like those sleepless nights really show that you are really passionate about it. And it's really a great way to unite people in one organization who care about a common cause and their, their strength in numbers and getting more people together can be really impactful and make a huge difference. Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, did you, you already have two business ideas that took off, but have you ever had um, a business or nonprofit idea that you thought of, but it just didn't work out? And what did you do with that idea if you had one? Yeah, definitely. So for me, I, I definitely love to, I, I think of a lot of ideas and I can't really execute them all. There have been many times where I'm like, whoa, Amanda, let's just stick with two. Like I, I have this, this idea that I really like, but you know what? I've already created a foundation in these two organizations. So let's just <laughs> stick with these. And that, that has been that has been challenging, but I, I now make a list of all the different ideas that I have. So maybe in a few years, I'll, I'll do that one. Um, so those, those didn't really take off because I just wanted to continue with my current projects. But even within my current projects, um, Pop for a Cause and I Dream of Dance, there's been ideas that I wanted to execute that definitely didn't work. So I can talk about those. Um, like I said about the highlight reel on Instagram, on both Instagram and websites and Facebook and apps, you really only see the good stuff. Like it's, it's really all just, oh yeah, we did this, we did that, mm -hmm. this turned out great. You really don't see like the struggle and things that failed. So I really think that that's important to talk about as well, because sometimes if someone's experiencing this, they, they don't know if they're alone or if they're yeah. just doing poorly. So I, I think that's a great question to talk about. I think, um, well, there, there are a few different examples. There was one DC festival that I really wanted to get into and sell popcorn there. And it was, it was a really big venue and there were so many cool um, food suppliers there. And I was like, this would be great. We can raise so much money. So I did a lot of research, sent a lot of emails, called them. And then I finally got a call, which is really exciting. And I was talking to them and then like, somehow it came up that I was a high school student and they just hung up the phone. Like they literally just oh hung God, up. Really? So yeah. And, and that wasn't even just like the first time I was also trying to get pop for a cause into a retail store. So now we just do direct to consumer through the website, but I really wanted to get it into an actual store, but the same thing actually happened. They realized I was like a, I don't know if I was 16 or 15 at the time, but they just weren't really into working with a 15 year old. They, they just didn't, I don't know if they didn't believe in me or thought I was too young, but 
things like that definitely do happen, especially being a young entrepreneur. And I'm not saying that to discourage anyone at all. I actually think there's so much strength in being like a Gen Z founder, because like I said, we have different cool ideas and we're on the trends and we know what kids like and um, (laughs) it really, we can really appeal to them. I'm just saying these stories because adults do tend to sometimes underestimate us and that that's just sort of a fact of life. I don't really know. I think I learned that, yeah, sometimes I will be underestimated, whether it's because I'm a high school student or because I am a woman on this whole female factor podcast. I I love it so much. Um, But even just like, yeah, sometimes you'll be doubted by others. But I think what I learned is you just need to keep pushing through keep reaching out to others because not all adults are like that. Some are really into it and excited to be working with young people. So ultimately I just learned resilience from those experiences. They didn't work out, but you know what? I think it was meant to be and I wouldn't have wanted to work with them anyway. So um, even if people tend to think less of us young people, I just say, keep going. It really shows how powerful our generation is. Yeah. As someone with such a strong dance background, what does it mean? What does it mean to you? And how does it relate to entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I I love that you brought up dance. Dance is definitely a huge part of who I am. And I really think it's like created the person that I am, the different qualities that I have. Um, I think it really helped me hone my drive and my focus and my work ethic because Dance is a lot of work. It's definitely challenging, especially if you're focusing on improving. So just working, keep working on those like tundus and plies and all that stuff. It takes a lot of drive. So that's sort of like, I think that's, that's where I get like all my drive from. I also think that it's allowed me to be creative. I've been able to choreograph for the past few years. And that's um, really where I've been able to create create and think of ideas on my own that have sort of come into how I create different business ideas. And also I think dance has definitely helped me with my anxiety. So I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder when I was little. And ever since I started dancing, it's really allowed me to express myself through movement in a way that I couldn't really verbally and, and build my self-confidence and be more comfortable in my own body. So just expressing myself through movement has been so helpful in, in confidence. And like I said before, confidence is essential if you want to create your own organization, create your own podcast. You need to have, sorry, I'm going to drink some water for one second. <clears throat> just being able to be comfortable with yourself is very important if you want to start any initiative. So I think that's how it relates to my entrepreneurship, my ability to put myself out there because I just know like my little self, my little anxious self, if she were to see me now, she would just be like so amazed that I was able to actually like put myself out there and do something that other people weren't doing because I was so concerned with how other people would think of me. Um, There was actually... And I love seeing it in my students too. I I teach dance and I really see their evolution of confidence as well. There was actually one student, his parent came up to me after and 
he told me she told me how big of an impact my dance class has had on him he now is like a whole new person he dances around in the kitchen he has greater <laughs> focus in school so I was really excited to hear that and I asked some other parents they said the same things and I was like wow this dance is really having a really big impact on people's confidence so that's essentially what led me to found I Dream of Dance because especially in the beginning when it wasn't really anything and I was talking to people and saying you know what I really want to make a dance education more accessible people were like I mean I don't really know like why dance why is dance so important just like some like claps I don't really know what that can do but really these stories of it building confidence was what really drove me forward especially as someone who really struggled with it in the past so with that said dance means so much to me and that that's how it relates to my entrepreneurship and I dream of dance yeah and I mean like I'm not a dancer or anything but like um when you talk about like choreographing and like entrepreneurship it's like you know you're creating your own thing and I think that kind of you know can help you build confidence with whatever you're doing because it's something that you've built from the ground up so I think yeah um who outside of people you know personally has been your greatest female role model yeah I think I think role models are so important. I'm really glad you raised this question because I've been inspired by so many people. And um, I know it's outside of people I know personally, but even people in my life right now, they've they played such a big role. If I'm inspired by another teen entrepreneur, I reach out to them. I try and set up a call with them, talk to them about their experience. How do they stay organized, stay fresh on new ideas? So there's definitely that. I think it's hard to choose like my absolute greatest, because I take a lot from so many influential women like Rosalind Franklin, RBG, Manuel Charpentier, like a lot of really cool women. But I'd love to touch on Tavi Gevinson. She is, right now she's an American actress. She's also a writer, a magazine editor, and she really inspired me. I first came across Tavi earlier in my entrepreneurship process. I found her through a TED Talk, which I love watching. And on the TED Talk, I think she was around 16 or 17. And I looked into her and it turns out she started her own online publication called Rookie Magazine at the age of 15. Oh, and I've heard of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you have. It's, it's so cool. I love looking through it. Now it's just an archive because it's not active. But Rookie is like, amazing so they have subject from like pop culture to fashion to feminism so she attracted like a million views in six days it was it was insane she became an icon to all like a, all the young people um and why I was so interested in her was because I really learned that like her leadership she was a leader at a very young age she can spread her passion make a difference in other people's lives, even when she's just young or like just a rookie. So overall, when I was doing Pop for a Cause and doing Adrian of Dance at a young age, and I was like, you know what, can I really do this like without an MBA, without like any formal education in business? I just would look back at Tavi's journey and be definitely inspired by her. Yeah, I think it's just so important for everyone to have 
some kind of, you know, female role model in their lives, even if it's not in the same field, just, I don't know, I feel like it can uplift all women to see that one woman is, you know, making such a big change in the world. Um, what was a moment that made you proud to be a woman? That's a great question. And I don't think anyone has ever asked me that before. So that's very exciting. Um, so this is kind of like a silly story, but I was this summer, actually, I was doing research in a lab and it was a, it was a biophysics lab. So it had some like applied science, some engineering. And um, I was actually walking out of the bathroom one day and another woman was walking into the bathroom and she like, she was like, whoa, she like, she like totally jumped. She got really scared. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, it's usually quiet over here in the girl's bathroom. Like she was trying to say like, there's usually no one here because turns out in the lab, it was like an all male lab. And especially in science and engineering, it's very male dominated. So yeah. I was just like a high school intern in there for like a few weeks, but, um, especially in the lab, it was, it was an all male lab. She was, she was from a different lab, but um, even just the fact that she was like scared that there was like another woman there um, just like walking out of the bathroom that just like shows that, you know, the numbers are really dismal and it's, it's very male dominated. So I think in that moment, I was, I was proud to be a woman because I was there, even though my lab was all male and I was different in that way, but I was still I was still there going to the lab every day, even if like I might have been underrepresented as a female there, but still continuing to do my research and stay in my own lane and ask interesting questions. Um, it, it just it was it was a it was like a funny experience that really showed that women are underrepresented. Oh my God, I can't imagine what that must have been like. I mean, going every single day and not seeing any, but yeah, I mean, it's really amazing that you like persevered through that. I don't know how many people would. Um, what advice would you give to a young girl looking to start a nonprofit or business? Yeah, I, I love giving advice. This is a great question. I think I'm gonna talk about things I wish that I knew, like I wish someone gave me this advice when I was first starting out. The first thing I would say is don't like compare yourself negatively. I think this is very, very much easier said than done. But especially in the beginning when I was just starting out and we had only raised like $100 or $200 or so, I would look at other teens who had started organizations and have raised thousands. And I just... I just started being really hard on myself and really down on myself. And that was actually really counterproductive because really we're all trying to make a positive impact here. We're all trying to benefit society. And no matter if someone is raised more than you, raised less than you, does more, does less, we're really all, especially in the nonprofit space. I know it was nonprofit or business, but especially in the nonprofit space, it's exciting if someone has done more than you. And instead of comparing yourself and feeling down on what you've done. Like I have so much more potential than I'm, than I'm doing, you know, you should really be inspired by them, take ideas from them, try and collaborate with those other people, with those other teen entrepreneurs, try and partner, try and reach out, set up a call with them and just, yeah, be inspired by them rather than letting 
their experiences almost bring you down, which is something that I experienced um, because I am definitely a perfectionist. And um, I think that would be my first advice, um, my first piece of advice. Also, my second piece is to share your work with others. I think sometimes, especially coming with like the less confidence aspects and in the beginning of your nonprofit or business journey, it's kind of vulnerable putting yourself out there when you don't really have any like quantitative data or anything you've really done. Um, or like how many you've reached, even if it's just smaller, it's a little bit scary, but it's really important to show your work. So if you have Instagram, like post about what you're doing on Instagram. If you're talking to people, be, bring it up. It's, it's not even like you're bragging, you're just sharing your work, showing what you're doing. And then that can lead to other people swiping up being like, oh, this is really cool. I would love to get involved. Like that's what happened with me and um, another friend. She lives in Kenya now and she was posting on her Instagram about it. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I, I want to get involved too. So that's, that's really where I dream of dance when it's international path as well, just from her sharing her work, which was so cool. So share your work whenever possible. Um, obviously don't like stay humble, but also let other people know what you're doing because that can inspire others. And that can also lead to greater impact. Um, I have a lot of other pieces of advice, but I would also love to say that I know you mentioned in the beginning that I recently co-authored a book with my friend Luna. So in that book there, it's full of advice, full of um, actionable things. It's a workbook, like you said, so you can write in it and plan out your organization, what route you want to go. It goes through the 501c3 process. So um, that's full of other great advice, but I'll just leave you with also, make sure you're striking a balance in your life. Um, don't just, even if you're starting an initiative, don't solely work on that initiative and make all these other sacrifices. You still need sleep. You still need food. You still need family time. You still need to hang out with your friends. That is so productive, actually. Um, even taking a break when you need it is extremely productive. I know in the beginning, I thought I always needed to be working, but I found that if I take a short break and get back to it, and I'm so much more productive once I get back and I'm working. So um, breaks are important, taking care of your mental health, having fun, that will all help you be more creative, have new ideas and have a renewed sense of energy and feel refreshed when you're working on your different initiatives. So those three things would be my advice. Yeah, that's great advice. Lastly, what do the next five years look like for you and how do you hope to see your, your initiatives grow? Yeah, so definitely I, I don't want Pop for a Cause or I Dream Dance to stop their, their growth anytime soon. I am currently as a high school student, as a high school senior, I'm currently in the process of applying to college. So I am planning to go to university where I hope to get a greater foundation in business and also science, two of which I'm very passionate in. And in the future, I hope to combine both my passions for business, science, and helping people to create an organization that combines both healthcare and also social services so that it can create an impact on people. I think today, it's sort of going on to a tangent, but I think today, a lot of like healthcare and hospitals are really separated from 
social services like education and nutrition and other things that are very important for health. So I think in the future, I want to definitely help people by combining the two. And also, Pop for a Cause and I Dream of Dance are definitely not going to stop in their tracks. Like I said, once I go to college, I definitely plan to stay involved, but also I hope to pass it down to younger student leaders, whether it be in high school or middle school, who are currently involved or who are really enthusiastic about all of Pop for a Cause's happenings and I Dream of Dance's initiatives. Um, they've been so amazing, and I think they'll definitely be in great hands. I think I want them to grow by doing actually more volunteer outreach into communities that we serve themselves. So right now I see with I Dream of Dance, like people from my community, um, we usually go to different organizations, we travel there, but really seeing volunteers who are within those actual communities that we're serving get involved and make an impact that will be a lot more meaningful for them, a lot very meaningful to the people in that community themselves. So that's how, that's, those are my next goals and how I hope my initiatives will grow. Thank you so much, Amanda, for um, joining me today and on the Female Factor podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I wish you success in um, both of your initiatives, Pop for a Cause and I Dream of Dance. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you so much. I Once again, I really appreciate being a guest on here. I can't wait to see where this podcast goes and listen to all the other amazing women. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye.